NASCAR podcast with 105.1 The Bulls Cruise. Well, 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 look who's joining me for a new episode of the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Thank you so much for joining the new episode today. And you know, the rain caused a lot of issues over the weekend, but it was a great extended weekend of racing. We'll talk more about that along with a lot of news in the garage, including the most popular driver being suspended and a huge penalty handed out to one NASCAR team after the 600. Let's go for it. It's the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Time now for your race day rewind. Well, overall, the Memorial Day weekend was great with racing. It kicked off Friday night with a wonderful Truck Series race. The Xfinity race, though, was supposed to be on Saturday. Rain was a big issue for that and cup qualifying, so the Xfinity race was moved. Now, Sunday morning, the F1 race at Monaco, it was okay. A lot of follow the leader when it comes to Monaco. It's always been that way. And most of that race is won by winning the pole. If you haven't noticed, if you don't believe me, go back and do your research. But I thought the F1 race was was just okay, you know, but it is what it is. But the Indianapolis 500 Sunday, wow, what a race. That was super solid. I enjoyed that one. It was a huge win for Joseph Newgarden. The commentators did a wonderful job for the Indy 500, but just to see... Those cars coming down the front stretch and even the back stretch, just, it almost looked like snakes. Just the way they were weaving, trying to break the draft for the car behind them. It was totally cool. But again, a big shout out to Joseph Newgarden bringing home his first Indianapolis 500 win. Let's talk about the longest cup race of the season, the Coca-Cola 600. I'm going to give you my top five from the race. And coming in at number five that I loved about the Coca-Cola 600 was that the cars were a handful. Now, I know the drivers hate this, but it made for some really, really good racing. I mean, the cars would just break loose and the drivers would have to save it or they would kiss the wall or they would just lose it completely, especially coming out of turn four. Now, I know a lot of the fans, myself included, have been asking for two things when it comes to NASCAR Cup racing, more horsepower and a softer tire with fall off. We kind of had that a little bit with the 600, but, you know, those tires, those cars, great combination for the race this year. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the race on Monday was the best so far this season. And I say Monday because if you didn't know, the race was moved from Sunday night to Monday, but still a great race overall. Coming in at number four on the list, Denny versus Chase. This one escalated quickly, didn't it? So the two have been battling and had been brewing for a few laps, but finally it came to an end on lap 186 when Chase was pinched into the wall and it appeared that the number nine just turned and wrecked Denny, destroying both cars, both right of the race. But thankfully, they were okay. And somehow, Brad Keselowski got through that. I still don't know how he did that. But yeah, that SMT data... It's hard to dispute that when it comes to that wreck. I know Danny wasn't happy about Chase or his post-race interview, not admitting any wrong or guilt. But here's the deal with that. You know, Denny's got his podcast. He admitted to wrecking Ross Chastain, which opened up a fine from NASCAR. So a lot of eyes are on what you should and shouldn't say after a wreck. And I know Denny was mad about it, but honestly, it kind of comes back at him for his podcast and what he said. We'll talk about that suspension, by the way, for Chase Elliott later on in this episode. Number three on my list from the Coca-Cola 600 of things that I loved, how NASCAR always takes time 
for our military. I remember this being a thing since I was a kid watching the sport, and I love that NASCAR makes it a point to honor our military, especially on Memorial Day weekend. All the drivers were honoring fallen service members on their windshield as part of the Military Appreciation Month and NASCAR Salutes program. And to all of our veterans, past and present, I thank you for your service and your sacrifice. And to those who had family members give the ultimate sacrifice, thank you so much. Coming in at number two on the list, and this one especially after the 600, and we got to be honest here, the Legacy Motor Club is struggling big time this season. And I, it's something I didn't expect to see because Eric Jones had a pretty decent season last year. He had great runs and even a win. But here's what backs up my saying that they're having a horrible season. Noah Gregson sits 32nd in the standings. 32nd. He's had zero top fives, zero top tens, four DNFs, and finished 36th at the Coca-Cola 600 on Monday. He's only led two laps this season. Eric Jones is 27th in the standings with zero top fives and zero top tens. 17 laps led this season, but he finished 32nd on Monday. And seven-time Jimmy Johnson, it has been a disaster of a return for him. So of his three starts, Jimmy has finished 31st, 38th, and 37th. So his best finish so far is 31st for a seven-time champion. And again, he wrecked out of the 600 pretty early. So maybe this move away from Chevy is a good thing for Legacy. They can maybe hit the reset button and get things turned around. But yeah, it's been a rough, rough season for the Legacy Motor Club. And my number one thing and takeaway from the Coca-Cola 600, Ryan Blaney. What a win for him. Huge one, not only for him, but his number 12 for team two. A big win for his fans. He is a, a favorite. Now, Ryan got pretty emotional in his post-race interview, which was nice to see and just really amplifies how important it is to win in the Cup Series, especially when it comes to the Coca-Cola 600. By the way... That's the first time that Roger Penske has won the Indy 500 and Coca-Cola 600 in the same year. And Ryan broke a 59-race winless streak. The top five from the Coca-Cola 600, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Martin Truex, Bubba Wallace with a great run, and Tyler Reddick finishing out the top five. Pretty sure that's the first time that both 2311 cars have finished in the top five together in team history. Now the cup standings after Charlotte, Ross Chastain followed by Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Kevin Harvick, and Martin Truex rounding out the top five. Here's what Ryan Blaney had to say after his big win on Monday. Obviously a big weekend you know for Team Penske and uh, watching the Indy 500 yesterday you know how that played out and watching Joseph win his first one and watching Mr. Penske win number 19 that's uh, you know really cool to see and um you know, especially when that stuff happens, you're like, well, all right, the pressure's on for us to try to sweep, you know, the weekend, especially in, in two really big races. So uh, that was the goal. And, and fortunately, you know, we, we executed well enough to get it done. And I, I'm really looking forward to talking to Roger uh, here after I get done uh, back to the bus because, uh, you know, I haven't congratulated him enough and, and I'm looking forward to, to hearing his voice. So a uh, big weekend and obviously winning the 600 is massive. I, I, uh, I, Grew up coming here watching my dad race for a long time as a kid, and uh, it was just what we did, uh, you know, every summer, and um, really cool. And it was cool for my parents to be here as well. So uh, that was a special moment and uh, fun night, that's for sure. It's uh, 
Monday races seem to go really well for me. I don't know what it is, but uh, definitely a fun night. That's car news now. And Richard Childress Racing has announced that the number 29 Chevrolet will return again this season. This time it's going to be at Atlanta for the race July 9th. The car that Kevin Harvick won at Atlanta in 2001 will pace the field before the green flag to honor Kevin in his final season as a cup driver. Be sure to check out more on this at Richard Childress Racing's Facebook page. And NASCAR announcing a massive penalty for the number 14 Ford driven by Chase Briscoe. The penalty is a pretty serious one because the team apparently were using counterfeit next-gen parts. That is a huge no-no when it comes to this new car. The penalty will be a loss of 120 driver points and owner points. Yes, you heard that right. 120 driver and owner points. The 14 team will also lose 25 playoff points and a six-race suspension for their crew chief with a $225,000 fine. NASCAR is not messing around when it comes to this new next-gen car and modifying it. Stuart Haas Racing announcing they will not appeal the penalty. They said it was a mistake in the shop that should have never left. NASCAR announcing that the championship weekend will return to Phoenix next year, November 3rd through the 5th in 2024. That is always a sellout when it comes to that final race in Phoenix. And this one is something you probably didn't see. Abercrombie and Fitch announcing a new NASCAR license for the first time with new t-shirts. They're going to be about $40 a piece and they have a couple options that aren't too bad. There's a Dale Earnhardt one that's pretty cool for a championship tour from 1995. And finally, the news that Chase Elliott has been suspended by NASCAR after they investigated and felt that Chase intentionally wrecked Denny Hamlin during the Coca-Cola 600. Chase will set out the next race in St. Louis. That's his seventh, by the way, that he's missed this season. But this is kind of cool because Corey LaJoy will be filling in for Chase in the number nine Chevrolet. It's great to see Corey get a chance at a top ride and hopefully he does well. Carson Hosevar will drive the number seven Chevrolet in Corey's absence. This is your Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Well, the Cup Series returns to St. Louis for the Enjoy Illinois 300 at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Green flag on Sunday is around 3.30. Qualifying happens on Saturday, June 3rd. My top contenders, I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and I think Ryan Blaney gets on a hot streak this summer and has a good run. My dark horse, I'm just really hoping he can turn things around. Noah Gregson, he has had such a bad season. But maybe this weekend, he can turn things around. Well, thanks for joining me for another episode. Be sure to keep up with all things NASCAR, like news, race info, etc. at the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast Facebook page. I know that's a mouthful, but be sure to give us a like. Enjoy the race at St. Louis, and we'll talk with you next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Cruise on the Days of Thunder podcast. Find out more NASCAR info at thebull1051.com.